in the game of basketball. Stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy. Welcome <laughs> to Rebound Radio. Little change. Uh, so the email was omitted. Did I... Yeah, but when they come back in, we're going to know all about it. So, okay, cool. Uh, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a week off last week for differing reasons, uh, those that will remain nameless. <laughs> um, we weren't out partying or building churches or anything like that. Somewhere in between. A um, lot of stuff to talk about in the last 14 days. Uh, we'll cover U.S. Olympics. We'll talk about uh, LeBron James just signing a three-year, $100 million contract extension to officially remain in Cleveland for now, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to retire there. Uh, Russell Westbrook, since the last time we talked, signed an 80-plus year, 80-plus uh, million dollar extension. I think it was 82 for three years with an opt-out after the second year. Surprised some. Uh, you know, Didn't surprise a lot of the pundits, which surprised me. Um, but most importantly, Matt Fish, former NBA player, played overseas, played with Miami, played with the Clippers, played with a couple other teams in the NBA, won a championship in the CBA, mm-hmm. which was news to me mid until mid-show about eight weeks ago. Um, the More importantly, the chapter president of the Phoenix chapter of the National Basketball Retired Players Association, uh, referred to from here on out as the NBRPA. I feel like I'm doing the show starting from the beginning because we weren't here last <laughs> week. Um, a lot of great things coming up for the NBRPA. Uh, let Matt touch on everything. 888-346-9144. Follow Matt on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Like the NBA Legends Facebook page. Like the NBRPA Facebook page. Go to voiceamerica.tv. All of the videos that Matt and I did at the NBA Legends Conference in Las Vegas a few weeks ago are up. I think we have about 15. The whole first page is flooded with them. Yeah. So go to voiceamerica.tv. You'll see the big rebound logo right smack dab in the middle of the page right when you load it up. And uh, click on there. There's a lot of great content with former NBA players. George Lynch, Keith Kloss. Uh, Cherokee Parks is probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Steven Bardo, Big Ten yeah. uh, announcer. Um, yeah, so that's all I have to say. I got, I got, I got two weeks in in about two minutes. So, Matt, uh, NBRPA, what's going on? Well, most recently, the NBRPA announced a new agreement with the NBA. And so I'd like to just touch base a little bit about that agreement. I know that uh, the NBA gives a little bit of funding to the NBRPA so we can make our difference in the community in which we do so uh, in a variety of different ways. Uh, The uh, NBA stepped up and extended a new five-year landmark group licenses agreement extension with the uh, NBA and the NBRPA. So that being said, more money is going to be put into the coffers of the business of the NBRPA to continue to make a difference in the communities as well as helping former professional athletes transition from the days of playing until the days after. I'm pretty excited to share some of the landmark uh, changes that have happened over the last few years of the NBRPA. Since 2011, membership has doubled from 400 to more than 800 members, and it's going to continue to grow. I know it is. Regional chapters, much like the Phoenix chapter, went from five. Now, Phoenix was the original five, but they went from five to 11 cities now in the United States. They really see... A, a, a chapter in every NBA city. But we have one in Vegas, so what's that say? Is there going to be an NBA team in Vegas? Uh, <laughs> NBRPA has maintained a 95% annual member renewal rate, which is unreal. Um, also, 
the Full Court Press and Press for Success is a expanded organization charitable focus, and they activate the Legends Care and in, Junior NBA missions through the Prep for Success and so forth. Uh, that's that's great. I mean, it's a great program. They came here to Phoenix not too long ago, and it, it was it was a wonderful uh, day of giving back. You know, we had uh, Jim Paxson here. Uh, actually, John. No, it was actually Jim. It was Jim. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim uh, came and had a good time. I know Carolyn Moose was there. Yeah. And uh, Nick Shepard was there as well. We were out serving over, oh, my gosh, I think it was 80 or 90 students. So the, the, the campers were there learning about life skills and having a great day. So that was an, another one of those give backs that the MBRPA does. Also, uh, the MBRPA has expanded member benefits and programs. To smooth, a, to smooth a successful transition to life after basketball, including an annual $200,000 scholarship fund to promote former players, education, and other opportunities that promote alumni business, personal, and civic success. That being said, <laughs> the NBRBA does a lot of good things. It's heading in the right direction, and the NBA took notice and has certainly been able to fund us even that much more. Yeah, I mean, it's it, for those of you that don't know the NBRPA and are more associated with, I always allude to this, so don't get mad at me, that not, the NFLPA and the Retired Players Association, they have albeit more um, media-driven because that's what the NFL is, is a bunch of rich snobs. Uh, don't quote me on that. That's just my opinion. Uh, the, the NBRPA is a multi-tiered, multi-leveled um, organization. And so you have the players that uh, chose to be you know, chairman or, or worked enough with the organization to move up in the ranks to become chairman or, or presidents like Matt has. And Matt busts his ass. You know, like... It's not really looked upon as a glamorous job, albeit there are um, perks, you know, and, and they're not financial perks. They are uh, the feeling you have after you leave a camp for a couple hundred kids. And when you teach them, it's all circus, um, centralized around basketball, but the more important stuff is the life skills that are being taught during it. And if you have to inception these kids to learn life skills through basketball, great. Uh, whatever way you can do it in the NBRPA, they know basketball. So if that's going to be the foundation for everything that they do, the more important stuff are the, are the upper tiers in which they're working, again, with the foundation of basketball. An example Did I of put that, that correctly? Yes, an example, <laughs> exactly. And it's really in our wheelhouse, if you will, uh, that we can go out and teach the game of basketball and the life skills that go along with it. You wouldn't be successful in the game of basketball to the professional level that these guys are if they didn't do some things right along the way. And they're making sure that those that are, are, are following our footsteps are doing the right things. We mentor to the students. We tell them that uh, you know your chances of making to the NBA aren't good. You know, But if you just keep working hard and do the right things, you'll, be succeed, you'll succeed in life one way or another. Another. Hopefully you candy coated a little better than that. <laughs> uh, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna make not it. Not with that jump shot. You ain't gonna make it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, we don't want to dash anyone's dream. But mm-hmm. we, we don't want them to be unrealistic about their future. And you know, we have. Uh, seems, I coached over at Mountain Point High School for five years, and I'll tell you, the biggest issue was the parents. The parents come in. Why aren't Why aren't my kid? You know, playing more. And I'm like, well, come to practice. So you'd, you'd know why he's not playing more. <laughs> that being said, they all think that their kid is Michael Jordan, and they're not. So what they need to know about is life skills. And one of these life skills is financial literacy. And so that's an area of emphasis uh, that we're going to initiate for the Phoenix chapter, a nice program where we're out teaching financial literacy. So I'm excited to be able to announce that today, that we're working you know, very hard to unveil this as the school season has just started. 
and uh, we're going to be able to get in there, teach some of these athletes, their parents and the coaches, the importance of financial literacy. And as they learn their financial literacy, they have the opportunity to earn some money, free money. So free 529, and that money is put in a, in a scholarship and a fund that sits there. You can watch it grow. The younger that you get this account in your name, the more it grows. So if you learn about financial literacy when you're, say, at middle school, by the time you go to college, it could be $5,000. You know, it's free money. Plus, you learn about money. So it's really a win-win incentive. And, so and I'm going to stop you right there. You don't have to pay for the app no. or anything like that. No. Like, this is not like a, hey, give me your email address, and I'm going to blow you up with email. This is true if you do your job in learning about financial literacy, which in my opinion is like learning a language as a young child. You know, you, you soak it up a lot more than, than when you're an adult. And if you think that a 12-year-old can't understand how to save money, do the program. Yeah. And, and then see. And then see if yeah. there's not $100 in their bank account in a year. Right. Or, you know, what? And so, anyways, continue. Well, thanks. It's, it, it, these lessons are not too difficult. They're certainly lessons that you walk before you run. But after you've reached – and they're games. So there's a game situation through an app that we've created. Now, we're unveiling it really soon. I'm excited to just kind of give you a little inside look at it here. But as you play the game, you learn about financial literacy. But you're playing a game, and you unlock the ability to receive a 529 to go to college, $1,000 free. So it's in their account, in their name, but it's also given to you by a former pro athlete. So I'll say they have the Matt Fish 529 fund, and then they watch it That's grow. like the golden ticket. Yeah. For those of you, that's like the golden Which ticket. Which one is? What, the Matt Fish <laughs> fund? Well, let's, let's say, you know, someone shares it. I'm going to talk about Carmanto, Carmelo Anthony later because of the uh, what he's done with the Olympics. So mm-hmm. say Carmelo now has shared the app or has learned his own financial literacy, and he's unlocked the ability to give a grant away to a, a boy or a girl who, too, have played the game and learned about financial literacy and have opened the ability to receive money. Now, when they receive this money, it's theirs. It's in their name given to them by, let's say, Carmelo Anthony or whoever the pro athlete is, gives it to them for. Now they've got this Carmelo Anthony that grows and grows and grows over the next four or five years. They see it go from $1,000 to two to three to 4000 It's free money. And the chances of going to college increases immensely if you have a 529 to go to college. So it's incentive-driven the whole way. you know. And, and so there's really when win all the way around. So I'm excited to be able to really be creative, think outside the box and bring this opportunity and really unveil it as the Phoenix initiative, Phoenix chapter crowning initiative of what they do, changing, flipping the script, changing financial literacy. Yeah. Don't play Pokemon Go anymore if you're 12. <laughs> when this when this is unveiled and we're going to plug this like crazy, um, get your kids on this because this it, it's, it, it's important. And with how many uh, financial issues people have when they get into, into adulthood, you can kill two birds with one stone here. You can learn about financial literacy and save for college, which is not a giveaway anymore. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. with college being so expensive, any little, any little bit helps. Yeah. And five grand would help a lot if you start young and, and you can unlock all this stuff. And, and it, it, it's catered to the age group, correct? Yes. I mean, it's you're not you're not learning SATs when you're eight. No, you know, it, it's totally catered to. It's also towards the curriculum standards. 
So everything that we have is very basic. It's a walk before you run. So here's a dollar, here's, here's four quarters. It makes up a dollar. And then you go from there. How do you save to budget, to go into compound interest? You go into a variety of different things. And when you learn about 529s and what they do and what they can do for you, you're getting closer and closer to unlocking the ability. But besides that, it promotes education. You know, the opportunity to go to school after, you know, after, after high school and, and really and, and that's really I'm trying to find ways to motivate kids to not only learn about money because we none of us know everything about money I certainly don't know much about money I'm learning as I go along and, and these, these kids too the same way I, I look back at my parents and my parents didn't really help me learn about money they just did what they did and I observed what I could observe but later in life I realized I don't really know how it works at all you know so I too am learning and it's changed over the years and so if you can bring something that is, is an app now that's so easy to learn right there on your phone and then an ability to uh, help you go to college, help you learn about financial literacy and put money in the bank, it's just went all the way around. So again, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's called Schooled Pro, S-C-H-O-O-O-L-D, Schooled Pro. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited again, and it's going to continue to uh, come your way. But we'll, we'll, we'll pump it some more even, even when we get closer. Yeah, and for those of you that think that Matt just wrote that on a piece of paper and read it, that's not true. <laughs> um, we, we were talking about this at the NBA Legends Conference. He probably talked to 50 people about it that I saw in the two days we were there. And he gave uh, pseudo same spiel, and, and the passion's there, and there's little, um, uh, little flyers that he was giving out. So this is going to blow up. So just... Be ready for it and, and, and be ready to allow your kids to learn about saving. I mean, because that's financial literacy is really understanding the value of a dollar, mm-hmm. if we're going to talk in cliches, um, and learning how to save. Not only uh, could they potentially get money, not only will they learn, but this is going to be just a teaching tool that they can you know, use instead of playing all mindless games and apps and stuff that, that are uh, warping the brains of, of our youths um, in this in this given day, so I think that there are a lot of great, uh, a l- lot of great uh, tiers of. I said tiers already. A lot of great tiers of of learning and, and ability to uh, to further their lives at a young age with this app. So well, I know that, uh, that with the incentive behind it and, and trying to make that difference in the community, that this this is one of those creative ways in order to do so. You know, when you find a win 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 situation, then you know how can you go wrong. And uh, I think we found one here in this wonderful program that we've been really, really all working hard to to make sure it comes to fruition. At Rebound Talk on Twitter, if you want to get it, Matt, uh, social media-wise, at Rebound Talk on Twitter, uh, Matt Fish at Rebound Magazine, uh, if you want to email him. that's That might be the best way. He's, he's lightning quick with emails, mm-hmm. um, and he's extensive, and he will give you anything that you want to know. Uh, with the Phoenix chapter, the MBRPA, if you want to sponsor, if you want to donate your time, it doesn't have to be money. You know, I mean, they need hand, and people, everybody needs help, and free help's the best help. Well, you know? we, we partner with Valley of the Sun United Way with some of the things that they do as well, like Breakfast in the Classroom. We've been able to corner some grants for that, and we're feeding a Desert Middle School for an entire school year, so we plan on continuing that process. We also do school readiness kits, so we've cornered a grant for school readiness kits as well, and uh, we're excited to be able to know that the kindergartners and their parents going into co- uh, school, just starting school, uh, know what they are, can expect. 
and also make sure that they're reaching milestones. That's another program. We also do destination graduation. We've had Alvin Adams going to, uh, oh, gosh, it's the high school, Central High School, right there downtown, and he talks the reason why. So, so 45 minutes twice a month, he goes in there and says why you should graduate high school, the importance of graduation. And if you've got Alvin Adams, I mean, he's in the ring of honor. He's such a genuine man, giving of his time, and, and everything he says is from the heart. So that's been a great program for us as well. You know, We've done some things with boys and girls clubs. We put on some camps with junior NBA, junior sons. So as long as we continue to make that difference in the community, then I know that I'm on the right path. Yeah, and and just another uh, clearing up sentence, which was muddy to begin with, which I, I digress. Um, these athletes that are in the NBRPA are in there for myriad reasons. One is to get their life back on track if they were derailed by uh, uh, financial issues or drug or alcohol addiction or not knowing what to do right after the game is done. Divorce. Divorce yeah. is another big one. Yeah, we talked to um, Dwight mm-hmm. Davis about that. Yeah. Um, these guys aren't rich. So it's not like it's a, it's a write-off or it's something like that. These former players are doing all of these charity events out of the goodness of their heart and really wanting to affect generations uh, you know, after them, the younger generations now. So don't think for a second that people are getting into these charities to, you know, uh, be tax-free, you know, to do all these things, to donate, all this stuff. That's not at all why people are a part of the NBRPA. I, and I'm not going to make that an absolute statement, but for the people I've met, that's not the case. It, it, you know, not even in the ballpark of the case. And Matt, obviously, I've worked with the closest. He works his keister off with all of these camps and all the things he just rattled off. He's, I mean... Do not think for a second that there are ulterior, ul- there are ulterior motives with regards to why these former NBA players are doing what they're doing. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk Carmelo Anthony and why he almost lost the game <laughs> for the U.S. Wait, when left. coming, huh? Uh? When I, okay. it's my tease. All right. When he broke all the records for scoring uh, for the U.S. Olympics. Don't care. Uh, the new NBA uh, uh, schedule just came out. Warriors go to Cleveland on Christmas Day. I'll talk about the Warriors and Golden uh, and Oklahoma City when they're going to play for the first time. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes app or Android market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Come in, Alex Klein, Matt Fish in studio to Rebound Radio. Uh, check out voiceamerica.tv on the Rebound channel. If you go to voiceamerica.tv, the Rebound uh brand logo shows up right when you go to the website so just click on it and there are videos and you can watch you can watch videos for hours on there so there's some great stuff on there see a bunch of videos that we did with former nba players we were in vegas a couple weeks ago um so a lot of good stuff with rebound magazine the nbrpa uh a chair is attacking matt for some reason i'm not exactly sure what's happening um i teased before the break why carmelo anthony almost lost a game (laughs) for the united states um, uh, against Australia yesterday. Here's the thing. Carmel Anthony broke all the scoring records for the Olympics all time. You know, he'd be one of the f- three gold medals if they win this year. Why do you think he agreed to play in Brazil this year? Because he needed to stamp something on his career because it's been underwhelming uh, winning-wise since he's come into the league. Okay, And that's there's a couple reasons for that. One... And the penultimate reason, in my opinion, is that he played for Syracuse in college. Yes, he won a championship with Syracuse. Yes, Jim Beheim's one of the greatest coaches ever. Uh, he's been under some scrutiny recently for some sanctions that were put against, uh, put against Syracuse for um, a myriad reasons. Now, why did that cripple him coming into the NBA? There's one reason. Because he didn't ever learn how to play defense. Okay, so he played at Oak Hill, played AAU ball, he did all that stuff, went to Syracuse, and they played zone. You can't really play zone in the NBA. Granted, you can play zone now, but it's kind of a, a fluid zone where you have to be in arm's reach of the defender next to you, right. the closest defender. You can't just sit on the block and, and rebound against guys that are 18 years old that are smaller, thinner, and, and, you know, and less athletic than you are. So he never learned how to play defense, number one. Number two, he never tried to learn how to play defense or become a team player ever. He's always been up, up towards the top of the list in shots. James Harden has taken over recently, but it's been in the league 13, 14 years now, Carmelo. So Carmelo goes to the Olympics because he wanted to break all the records. He's never going to tell anybody that, yeah, I want to support my country, blah, 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 blah. You've done it already. Okay, let a, let a young buck do it. Right. You're the oldest dude on the team. Hmm. Okay, I mean, and you can't equate this to Tony Parker and Boris Dion, all those guys, because they are trying to win when the U.S. is trying not to lose. Because that's the only thing that would be bad for the U.S. is losing. Yeah. They, you're expected to win. You're definitely expected not to lose the gold medal. Carmelo dropped 31 last night, I believe. I mean, it doesn't really matter. He dropped a lot of points last night. Uh, he had 25 at halftime, I think. Didn't score in the third quarter, as Carmelo does. And then he scored six or eight in, in, the, in the fourth quarter, and they end up winning by 10, by far the closest margin of victory uh, in the Olympics so far. He's even a cancer on the Olympic team. When he shoot first, which he always is, this is equating to a USA loss. Because you win by 50, you win by 50, and then you win by 10. Barely. This, yeah, this is showing, they were down going into the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. This is, this is showing how much of a cancer Carmelo Anthony is. 
You know, he's played offense his entire life, and he can hit three three-pointers in a little less than two minutes, you know, because that's what he knows is offense, offense, offense. The thing is, is you shouldn't be in that position to have to can three back-to-back-to-back threes to pull us back for the victory if you'd have just been playing defense. Wait, I don't think he could spell it. Um, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, and it's not because of, his, because of his, uh, his spelling acumen. It's because he doesn't want to learn how to spell it. Um, Kyrie Irving and Carmelo Anthony were the only two guys that scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, Durant had two free throws, I think. Okay. So Carmelo took six more shots, five more shots than anybody else on the team. Um, it, he took 15 three-pointers. So here's the thing. I mean, there are a couple things that, that are glaring about that. Number one, it's always still about Carmelo. And this is not because I don't like Carmelo, which I don't. And it's not because I'm irrational, which I'm not. <laughs> this is purely by the numbers and watching him over the course of his career. He has been a me player forever. He is James Harden's senior. And he will never win. He is too much of an egomaniacal person to go to Chicago for $75 million two years ago, or three years ago, and took the 125 to stay in New York. Because I love New York. I'm from here. Bull Cannoli. Okay? He didn't want to go play with a better team because he would get paid $50 million less money, which is fine, but don't expect to win on a bad team just because it's a major market. I like your take on going to the Olympics for his fourth time because his NBA career has suffered. Yeah, I he's never that. made it out of the second I round. I didn't think of that. I think that's brilliant to, uh, to bring that point out, and I think that's why he's doing it. When you say it that way, it's like, absolutely. Which he would never, no. ever oh, I know. say to anybody. Huh? But you know what? Now he's the leading scorer all time for the U.S. Olympics basketball. Oh, my God. He passed Jordan. He passed Kobe. Who cares? These guys played on such good teams and such team basketball. Nobody ever dropped 31 when they played. You know? I mean, yeah. Kobe, I, it, especially in a close game, you have three guys. Hold on. Let me see. So DeMarcus Cousins took five shots. He played 10 minutes. Nobody, oh my goodness gracious. Like looking at these numbers, it's not, there were three guys in double figures, Kyrie, Carmelo, and Kevin Durant. And this, yes, the, the talent's maybe a little bit more, a little weaker than, than it has been, but it's just not. Klay Thompson's the best shooter on the team, took nine shots. Played 23, Carmelo played 35 minutes. I mean, these numbers are, oh, maybe let's stay with the hot hand. No, you have to or you're going to piss him off. I also find it very interesting when I learned that they all dock on a really nice... Uh, Damn straight. <laughs> really, really nice... Cruise ship. Cruise ship right Spot, off... Spot, spa. Oh, goodness gracious. It's the American dream. Ugh. Just shoving it in the face of a, of a third world country. Isn't it? Just shoving it I in know. the face. They got to get their sea legs, right? Back when they're out there just on the water. Awful. It's just awful. So that... Um, I didn't mean to go that rant friendly with uh, with Carmelo, but I, I mean I think it's true. And and having said that, the U.S. should cruise. I mean Australia. Oh no, there are NBA players on this team. We might lose. Look at who Matthew Dellavedova can't get minutes in Cleveland. Andrew Bogut can't stay healthy for more than ten minutes in Golden State. Both have rings. I understand that in, in the last two years, but you know I digress. Um, uh, the, uh, Baines is another guy. Oh my God, yeah. he plays in the NBA. Right. Oh my God. Uh, Patty Mills, he has a couple rings with San Antonio. Yep. These guys are role players. And you take the best, arguably, the best, what, 15 guys or 14 guys and put them on the, in the all of the NBA and you put them on a squad, this should have been a 50-point win too. Yeah. But Carmelo had to get his. And Carmelo ruins everything. And this is, he almost ruined, I mean, Grant, it, I mean, it's not elimination game, whatever, but 
I'm just telling you. They can't have a loss. And they almost got one. Yeah. When almost people aren't going to remember this when they win the gold. Oh, they almost they Australia lost them by ten. We'll see what happens with Spain. We'll see what happens with Argentina. But everybody on Spain's getting older, and they just play to try and beat the U.S. And I just don't foresee that coming close to happening. Well, they're going to be certainly they're going to give them a run. But uh, I, I just just think they ought to just march right on through and grab the gold and bite hard down on it. So. Yeah, and this is just begs the question we talked about two weeks ago. It's not fun to watch. Either it's bad basketball by the U.S. or exemplary basketball. It really doesn't have to do with their com- opponent, ever. It's interesting because the style of play in Europe is complete, in Asia is completely different than the style in the United States. And they go over there and they play these other foreign teams, and it just seems like the game doesn't turn into an NBA game. It turns into their style game. You know, so you're watching like what would be kind of like a European game with NBA players trying to play with these rules, which are not much difference, but the style of play is certainly different. Isn't the three-point line closer? I think it's a college three-point line. There's no goaltending. It's a little bit further out than college. It's called the international three-point line. Then they have the the angle. Do they still have the angle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then you can knock the ball off once it hits the rim. Right. So... It may be quick inbounds. Can you, like, rocket it out of bounds or not? Sometimes if you quick and get it out of bounds, you can start a fast break faster in international rules than you can in the NBA because the NBA has to touch the NBA referee's hands, Mm -hmm. and he dribbles it three, four times, blows the whistle, holds his hand up, then hands it in. Well, international rules, you can rocket it over, just touch the guy's hand, then you can rocket it in. That's like high school basketball rules, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. But that's not enough rule changes to really change the style. But you see the style of game change in the NBA can't change the style of play that Asian and Europe plays. They do, it doesn't all of a sudden become an NBA game. It's funny how the NBA now has to play that style of basketball of the opponents that they're playing. And it's different. It's, it is different. They they set picks a little different, you know, and they, they don't go over. They kind of go under. They won the first two games by 100. Uh, well... They should. I, I understand. They should. I, Only I, 100, they should. I value, it was a valiant attempt to make me see this as more relevant. And it's true. I mean, all, all of your points are valid. I just still don't care. And it's not, and that's a very, I don't like making those blanketed statements except for that Carmelo is a cancer. It, I didn't watch the first two games. They were on TV where I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch the highlights. Like, yeah. really, you're, you're up 30 already. What is it? Oh, my God. You know, they were losing by two or four with six minutes left in the first. And then they're like, okay, guys. I mean, it's just not, it's not fun basketball to watch. And yes, you have the American pride and all that crap. I, I'll take American pride in swimming all day over, over this basketball thing because it's a, it's, a, it's a sham. It's just not, we have the best players in the world. Let's challenge ourselves. And I said that before, D-League might not be the answer. You know, it, it, maybe it's, they have to come up with some formulaic improvement instead of just taking all the guys that will go. That are, that are top-tier guys. Maybe it has to be guys that aren't all-stars from the year before or something like that. I've always questioned, and we did the last show two, two yeah. weeks ago, about how what's the selection process? I mean, what do you do? Do you go with, we really aspire to have these people on, but since they can't go for whatever reason, then we're going to go with this person. Yeah, top one to 50. Let's see who will go. Let's start at one. That's right. really all it is. I mean, it's you yeah. just got... I, I mean, don't like that for a while. For a while, they only had like two point guards. I mean, it was Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, and then it became a point guard driven league. And then you had six, and then you only had two centers because centers are a null and void spot now, <laughs> you know, except for a handful. So it's flipped on its it's flipped on its head. So I, 
I love basketball. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this show with right. you. But I love competitive basketball. And I, luckily for me, watching the 92 Dream Team, I got to watch two games because there, there wasn't really much coverage back then in 92. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah, but it's... Now, which is kind of... Meh. The one with Shaq in 96, nah. Dream yeah. Team 2. Yeah. And then they lose... It's, it's just not... Mm. I don't... The allure of them blowing teams out by 70 is gone. And it's been gone for 20 years. So That's the, my point. The very first year that they did it, they went away from the college players and they took in the dream team right. and they sat back and watched them blow everyone out. That was fun. I mean, it was interesting. It was more the reaction from all the teams they were playing. Taking it by storm. It's like the Beatles. 92 was like the Beatles. And then now it's like Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's dropped off. It's like I'll get. It's like One Direction. It's like, and I, it's One Republic, One Direction, One Direction, One Direction. Okay, so it's like One Direction. It's important to a lot of people, but not the people that I value. Mm. Not the people whose opinions I value. The Beatles. Everybody loved the Beatles because nobody had ever seen it like anything like that before. Right. You know, Babyface Killers, and that's what the Dream Team was. And now it's like Hanson. I want to go back to Hanson. So you've been watching the other stuff on the Olympics? A little bit. Yeah. I'll watch Michael Phelps. Yeah. Even though I'll find out what happens and then I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then the kid, the, the, the uh, young girl, what, I don't know what her name is, but she's won a bunch. And then uh, the women's uh, gymnastics mm-hmm. are crushing. It's just, see, that's the, the women, you know what? The that's the most fun. Are crushing. Because that dominance is always they won by 8.2 points in the all-around or whatever, which yeah. is the most ever by... I just read that somewhere. I don't know what that means, but I know it's good. Um, there's always Russia. There's always Japan. There's always China. Like, there's always teams that... All they do is train for that all year. I mean, yes, the U.S. does that too, but they're like a factory in China. Yeah, oh yeah. That's of, your job. Right. Yeah. Since you're eight years old, mm-hmm. you're going to be a gymnast. Mm-hmm. You're going to have no career after the age of 13 or 14 because I'm going to find somebody younger and better. But that's going to be it. For those six years of your life, that's going to be it. And factory is probably not the best word to use, but you get trained at a very early age to be an Olympic athlete. You're told what to do. And they just weed out the weak ones. Well, it's too bad because, you know, every year I think the Olympics, well, at least, you know, we can really watch the basketball. That's going to be fun. And it really isn't as exciting as it really you would hope it to be. You know, and, and so you, you kind of muddle through a while. They, they, you watch people play, and then you see some people get selfish, like we talked earlier. You see uh, not sharing of the ball, but still coming out with a win. You know, so at the same time, you know, basketball is on there, and people look forward to basketball. Uh-huh. You know, but they just, it's just not, a, like you said, there's nothing. What's the draw? What's the allure? Maybe we need to figure out a different way to pick, handpick our players over there. Uh, whatever's working right now, it, I don't think it's working, and we're going to walk away with the gold, you know, so it's like it's hard to compare um, because the gold is what the overall, you know, obvious uh, everyone's working towards. Um, and, and however, whatever team you put together, as long as you walk away with the gold, I'm sure a lot of people think of it that way too. You know, it's just, it's just interesting to me how uh, fans of the game, you and I, total fans of the game, are not really fans of the Olympics that much. No. And, and maybe we should because we're kicking the whole world, you know, around. And, and we should maybe get behind that more. And as I played in Europe and I played in different places overseas and played against different teams and from different countries, it's, 
I can see that the style of play is similar to what I remember. So a country often emulates the style of play that way, and it always does. But to see the NBA then, you know, clash with these with these styles of play, which are random depending on what country you're from, it's interesting to find the variety of ways to win. You know, but most of it has to do with outscoring and not out defending. Yeah, and that's interesting that you say that because the U the NBA game is moving towards the Euro game more and more. Uh, really, no uh, body to body touching, or it's a foul. Mm. A lot more three point shooting, a lot more dribbling, um, a lot less like showtime, and more methodical but fluid athletes that have. One or two specialties. I'm thinking like Clay Thompson. That's what he's a great defender, great shooter. Dribble drive, not so much. He's only been in the league four or five years, six years, whatever now. But he's a great Euro guy. He's more upright than Euro guys are. Yeah. But you take NBA bodies and you put it in the Euro game and it's unstoppable. Because the athleticism that comes from the United States is just so far superior right. yeah. in this game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in this profession that... that that the uh, that these guys call their profession, it's just different, you know. And it's man, if Carmelo Anthony could play defense, he'd be a great player. Um, sorry, that's my turn. <laughs> uh, no, but so you look at Kyrie, very Euro. Yeah, you know, very one-on-one ball handling, but he can pass the rock, shoot the ball. That's what it is. Right. Shoot, shoot, shoot well from the free throw line. And it's, I'm just bored. Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say is, yeah. the underdog story that the USA rivals just revels in is is gone in the Olympics, especially in basketball. And, and swimming even more, for at least for the end of these Olympics. And the men's, I don't think that uh, uh, Lochte, Ryan Lochte will ever, you know, just take the reins from Michael Phelps because I think they're about the same age. Yeah, they are. The women, maybe, because they're children, <laughs> they're swimming and crushing it. Yeah, uh, unreal. We had, we had Torres, Dana Torres, mm-hmm. who was 40 uh, and change when she won a medal uh, last Olympics. And now we have, but now it's always the women's gymnastics because you could snap your knee at any second, which I think adds to the allure of it and watching it because you never know who's going to fall off the, the, uh, the uneven bars. But basketball is just, it's an afterthought now. It's, oh, we're going to win or... Uh, we're going to shun these guys from their NBA. They're going to lose money and everything. They chalk it up as a gold, and if you don't get there, then it's a story. And it should change. Yeah. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Rebound Radio. On the other side, we'll talk a little LeBron. We'll come back around to the NBRPA. And, yeah, that's it. That's all we'll have time for. We'll be right yep. back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps. 
Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Final segment. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. 888-346-9144. Follow Matt Fish on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Like the Facebook pages of NBA Legends and the NBRPA. Go to voiceamerica.tv. Check out the great video content that we have on there. Uh, did a lot of hard work, Matt did. Um, did you. T- to get all this rolling. So um, I helped a little bit. Uh, but So check it all out. If you have any questions, Matt Fish at Rebound Magazine. Um, a lot of good stuff. And a lot of good stuff to come from the NBRPA. LeBron James just signed a three-year, $100 million extension to stay in Cleveland. Mm. I'm assuming that there is – haven't, I haven't seen the logistics of it yet, but I'm assuming there's a two, there's an opt-out player option after the second year uh, so he can get more money. LeBron's just – I mean, LeBron's just a maniac when it comes to money. I mean, he's going to have – he'll be over a billion dollars soon, and he's, what, 30, 31? 31. Took Tiger a little bit longer, but it's, it was golf, so uh, – what does this say for the NBA? I think it's fantastic. Yeah? I love LeBron. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. And it took me a couple years to like LeBron. I started liking him after they made the finals. Well, no, I'll tell you exactly when I started liking LeBron. It was when he dropped, whatever, 26 straight points against Detroit in fourth quarter in overtime to beat them on the road as a child when they were the, the next greatest thing coming up to win another championship. That, that's, that's what I saw LeBron as some guy to take the reins from Kobe as being the strong-minded killer in the NBA. And he's kind of taken a little reprieve from that. He was with Miami, and you know it was, it was kind of Dwayne Wade's team, so it was that weird interaction initially, and then Dwayne gave the key to LeBron for the city, and then you saw the killer eyes come out, and they won two championships. Kobe had something that nobody in the NBA besides LeBron has right now, that killer look that says, get out of my way. You know, Russell Westbrook gets loud, and after he dunks the ball and everything, when LeBron James is going to take over a game, everybody in the crowd and on the court knows it, and they can't stop him. That shows greatness. It shows greatness. And Kobe had that, and this isn't because I'm a homer, it's because he was the one, because Shaq couldn't do that because he needed somebody to pass on the ball. You know, these wing guys can do it. And John Stockton didn't have it. Carl Malone didn't have it. Jordan had it. Magic had it, but it was with a smile, which was kind of scary. And But, you know, Larry Bird had it. Yeah. These guys had it. And LeBron, if you watch what he did two years ago in the finals, mm-hmm. when they should have gone up 3-1, 
instead of being tied 2-2 because they gave up a late lead in Game 1 in uh, Golden State. They, he single-handedly took them to six games against the best team in the NBA. And he had nobody. He had no Kyrie. He had no Kevin Love. When you see it then, he should have won MVP. And I agree he should have. And then this year, down 3-1, and he's like, I, I don't, people, pundits will say, uh, why did it take him to get to 3-1 for him to turn it on? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of that had to do with Golden State being that good. But LeBron James, going into Game 7, real sports fans and real people that watch the game just for what it is should have had no doubt that LeBron wasn't going to lose that game. It's, it's, it's the beast mode. He has this button. Do you remember the old video games where you could push turbo? I suppose you still can. <laughs> well, he's got turbo. He's got that turbo that you can push at any time and take it to another level. People bounce off his shoulders as he drives down there. No one wants to take a charge because he's going to run you over and you're going to feel it the next month. You know, he just turns into this person that he's unstoppable, like you said, and everyone knows it and no one can do anything about it. Yeah, and it's and, and I said this before the final started that LeBron James – it took him 13 years, however many years he's been, around 13, 14, Jesus, um, 13. He saved 10% of his energy for the finals. Across the course of the season, he saved 10% of his battery life for seven games. You play 82 what's, games. What's this contract say for Cleveland? It says you give him what he wants because he's not going to leave. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. Now LeBron... Because you want to champ- Tyron Lue got 40 mil. Yeah. You know, whatever. Now, it doesn't, if, if they lose, if they go 41 and 41 the next three years, doesn't matter. They won a championship. Over. LeBron has done the Jim Brown. He's done what he's needed to do, and that's it. He's not going to go anywhere because he can get to the finals the easiest. In the East, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, now, what LeBron needs to do to earn the money. What he has to do to earn the money, he's already done it. That's the main thing. Cleveland will now be booming. They can raise ticket prices by 30 bucks a seat. They can sell merchandise. They can raise everything because now it's worth buying. And it's because of LeBron. It's not because of Dan Gilbert. It's not because of anybody else. And when Dwayne Wade gets traded there on the trade deadline, now you're going to be cooking. But what LeBron did over the course of the season was he played at 70%. And 70% got him second in the MVP voting. If he wanted to play 82 games and he knew that he wasn't going to get hurt, he would shatter all records. Oh, Russell Westbrook could average a triple-double. LeBron James could average 28, 12, and 10. No problem. And no problem is loosely defined for anybody else except for him. Yeah. Because yeah. he is probably the greatest athlete we've ever seen. Yeah, and he, he shed a few pounds and tried to make sure that he could, uh, you know, man it, you know, a little bit longer through the season. I think that was a, a, an intelligent move on his behalf as he gets a little older. You know, hey, let's take 5, 10 pounds, you know, off. Maybe even more than that. I think he got real thin. Yeah, I think pound. it was 15 right when he went to Cleveland, the okay. second year in Cleveland. Uh-huh. I think that was a good move for him, too, to elongate his career. To And he's just as strong. I mean, he's still people bouncing off of him. The first year in Cleveland, yeah. sorry. He really is is an, an intelligent man. I mean, you talk about how he's a smart guy. Well, just look at what he's done and look at how he does it. You know, he, he was smart in retaining some of this, uh, seventy. if you say 70%, you know, 
he's a smart guy all the way, has been from the very beginning. And what really I've been impressed about LeBron is ever since he was, like you say, that little kid, he was still well-spoken. He still had a drive and desire. He still said and did the right things. And, and that is innate. I just feel that he's yeah. just meant to be this fantastic best player in the world. He just is. That's what he was put on this earth to do. And it takes a special man. He married his high school sweetheart. He has three boys. He keeps them out of the spotlight. He is a social media mogul. He wins championships. He makes hundreds of millions of dollars. He never gets in trouble. It's easy to hate. <laughs> you know, it's easy. It's easy to hate because there's no, there's no retribution story for him. He's not going to get a DUI. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to get. Like, he's not going to. And he, I'm saying, in my opinion, if I could tell the future, he's not going to get a divorce. He's not going to get a DUI. He's not going to punch a teammate or a security guard when he's drunk. So there's going to be no retribution story for him except for winning more championships. Well, maybe he needs. Maybe he needs a retribution story. Well, you know, and, and, and I don't think that – we'll find out this year. I don't think – you know, like when you go to new teams and like when Bosch and Dwayne Wade went, went to Miami, that was a whole new team. Like even Dwayne Wade, who he had, you know, he had Mike Miller and all these guys that weren't really James Jones, but you didn't really have a stencil of a team surrounding new players coming in. You had three guys that were going to take up 90% of the salary mm-hmm. cap. They were all making over $100 million that year for, the, for their contract, and you just peppering guys will take less money to win championships. Golden State, they got a team, and they put somebody in because of the timing with the salary cap and everything. You could pay Kevin Durant for two years for 70 mil or whatever they gave him. So now this will be the true testament to see how good LeBron is as a player, coach, GM, whatever he is, because they have a team already made, and they are... You know, they're, they're a fast-moving, break, no-break locomotive going downhill, Golden State, coming out of the West. And so is Cleveland coming out of the East because nobody's going to beat Cleveland. So we have yeah. the matchup royale. If LeBron James wins the finals, and I'm saying, yes, LeBron James and the Cavaliers win the finals next year against Golden State, Jordan and him, same level. Wow. That's... And because Jordan didn't play, Jordan didn't really play. He played Utah twice. You know that's fine. They they were nice. They were a nice team. They weren't. They weren't great. You know they had two you know Hall of Fame players. Um, who else did they beat? The Lakers when they were older in '91. Um, I, I can't even remember who else they beat. It doesn't matter. Uh, Portland, they beat one year, which was a nice team. Terry Porter, Clyde, Clyde Drexler. Right. Um, but they didn't beat a team that was ever better than them because they were always the best. A lot of it has to do with Michael Jordan. LeBron James beat a team that was better than them last year. They were better, 1-15. to 15. This year will be even more so. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Whew. What just? I don't remember what happened. What yeah. just happened in the last ten minutes? <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. It's all right. I, I appreciate the passion behind LeBron, but, and I know that you're a fan of LeBron. But greatest of all time? Wow, that's a statement. If they beat Golden State this year, and it, it's the same track record as it was last year, say they win 65 games, Golden State, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming LeBron James will play a little bit less than last year. So if they went fifty, they went fifty-seven and twenty-five last year, which was jarring to me. They didn't even win sixty games, Cleveland. But 
Say they win 55. It doesn't matter. They need the number one seed. Right. They're probably not going to get, they're not going to have the number one overall seed, and they're not going to go for it if they know 25 games into the season, they're 10 games back, whatever. You know, we'll just get to the finals again. If they get there this year and win with that team, which could be the best team on paper ever, take away the 60 Celtics and all that stuff, oh yeah. This counts as two championships if they win this year. We're talking Golden State, right? We're talking how good Golden State's going to be this next year. Yeah. It's two championships. (laughs) It's two and one if LeBron wins this year. It's a big win. It's going to be, time will tell, but man, what a... What a battle. I can't believe Durant's over there now. He's wearing the blue and gold. It's just crazy. But, you know, hey, it, it does kind of make sense when you kind of look at it in retrospect. You, you know, I didn't think he was going to go there. When he went there, I was like, hey, he's not going to go there. And there he was. And then you got thinking about it later. You're like, that's probably a pretty good move for Durant. Yeah. You know. If they win. If they win. Now they have to win. Yeah, no, I mean, now, they have no now, choice. Yeah, this is the U.S. Olympic team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to win. You have to win. You have to win gold. And if you don't. And it'll be interesting to see, like, say Golden State starts out, you know, 20 and 2, which is fair. You know, 18 and 2, 20 and 5, something like that. And Cleveland is 15 and 10. Dwayne Wade to Cleveland. They're going to find out very fast because they can pay Dwayne Wade in a trade. Because Dwayne got his money. He got 40 mil, what, two year 40 mil? Mm-hmm. Three year? Three year 40 mil? Oh, was it? Three year 45. He got, a li- okay. he got a couple million dollars more than what Miami would have given him. Okay. You can trade that. Yeah, yeah. And if, if, if they need that little juice before the trade deadline, Dwayne Wade is in Cleveland. You know, he stayed at home. He was it, be, too. Yeah, maybe, really it'll be, maybe it'll be next year because I don't think Dwayne Wade would be that much of a jackass <laughs> to leave his hometown. But who knows? Crazier things have happened. Yeah. And I think they love him so much that it doesn't really matter. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by for your cup of coffee, as right. they say. Now go win. No, Thank no. you. <laughs> we'll retire your jersey as a bull. You know, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean... It'll be, yeah, he did. He kind of had to come home. He kind of had to make sure he had his cup of coffee. Then we'll see how long he stays there. You know, uh, he's one of the best still. He had a nice. There was a little another guy. Maybe he was lost a step. They thought, but man, he regained it. Yeah, he's all back. You know, he's definitely back in full force. Well, you know who you think for that is LeBron James. LeBron James elongated his career by five years because he didn't have to play the minutes he used to have to play. Mm -hmm. LeBron James played all the minutes when he was in Miami. So Dwayne Wade automatically took the Robin role instead of playing Batman. And it was still a city because everybody loved him. Yes, he got divorced and married Gabrielle Union. But he's never gotten in trouble. Yeah. You know, he's never been a bad teammate. Yes, he's had issues with front office because Pat Riley won't pay Jack to anybody because he's a smart businessman. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't need to fill the seats because nobody comes to the damn games till midway through the second quarter anyways in Miami, even when they had the big three. Mm-hmm. <sighs> NBRPA. Um, <laughs> A lot of great stuff coming up. Um, next week, we guarantee to have a guest. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about that person's journey. I'd like to get my boy, but we'll see. I hope. SB. I hope um, I hope so. I don't see why not. I play ball with him, yeah. and, and him and I have a good rapport. Let's get him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Or or um, who's, our, who's our dude, the, the sports psychology guy that I talked to at the, the mixer? The dude we, we talked to in the corner. Come on, dude. <laughs> the the sports the guy that works with the Suns and he works with the game about the game in your head. Give me his card. You're the worst. No, <laughs> I don't know. You were talking to him in the corner. Yeah, I was. You introduced us. Um, yeah. Alex Clancy. Follow me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Follow Matt Fish at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Like the NBA Legends 
and NBRPA pages on Facebook. Go, go to voiceamerica.tv and click on the big Rebound magazine logo right when you go to the website on the homepage. See a lot of videos, streaming action. We will see you guys next week. Voice America Radio, Rebound Radio, back next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.